Hey y'all, DJ Louie here, just dropping a preview of this week's Pop Pantheon All Access episode, in which Russ and Variety's Stephen J. Horowitz and I are discussing the absolute pop music clusterfuck of yesterday, which included Usher's Super Bowl halftime performance and the announcement of Beyonce's new album, plus the release of two new singles. Oh my god. That, plus we're getting into a whole new music speed round. So if you enjoy this preview, you can listen to the rest of the episode by going to patreon.com slash poppantheon or by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. Over there, you're going to get weekly bonus episodes of the show, plus so many other perks. And without further ado, here is a little snippet of my conversation with Stephen and Russ about Usher, Beyonce, and a bunch of other new music. Okay, good morning. We are here on the most chaotic Monday of pop music so far this year. Louis, how are you this morning? I'm frazzled, but also invigorated. Great. I feel like Lana Del Rey going down in the crowd. <laughs> we have to rescue Lana from this friend group. It seems like terrible for her emotionally and physically at this point. Indeed. And speaking of friend groups, we have the wonderful returning champ, Stephen J. Horowitz, senior music writer over at Variety. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. All right. So we were planning on talking about Usher and we're going to talk about Usher in his own words. Yeah, but we have two brand new Beyonce songs. Things have absolutely changed over the course of the last 12 hours. I have had whiplash about four different <laughs> times. Last night during the third quarter of the Super Bowl, Verizon aired this commercial that was very heavily rumored to be an announcement of a residency at the Sphere in Las Vegas. It was instead a revelation of a totally different new surprise, new music. Beyonce has officially announced the long, 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 long awaited second act, we think, comma, of Renaissance. This will be her eighth studio album. It's scheduled to arrive March 29th. It was rumored ages ago that this would be a country album, and it certainly looks like it is going to be. Our first taste of the album was a pair of new singles, Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. Before we tackled the songs, both of you, what was your reaction to the news last night? My reaction to the news was a familiar sense of frenzy that Beyonce engenders with these like announcements and releases that I feel like has been sort of like the status quo on Beyonce announcements since 2013 self titled visual album surprise drop. It just seems like no one is better at sending at least my corner of the internet slash gay millennial pop fandom world into an absolute death spiral, like her announcing something. Like it just, there's just this very specific, of course, like anytime a main pop girl like gives an announcement, this world goes into a frenzy, but there's a special fervor or like meltdown <laughs> collectively that seems to happen around these types of things. And it was both familiar, exciting, and a, a little bit overwhelming. I was trying to process the Usher performance. I was trying to process the other new music we were supposed to be talking about or are going to hopefully still talk about later today. And I was kind of like, ah, I felt a little bit like, ah, but also excited because like who wouldn't be excited about new Beyonce music? So it was a real melange of things. But I think my, my number one top line takeaway was she still got it. She still got the ability to like send us into a complete spiral with these announcements. She's good at doing the announcements. My first reaction was sort of like with Louis. I was like, uh, well, my instant reaction was like, oh, not God, like, please <laughs> give us a break. Like, just because we have been through so much the past few months. And also, you know, I'm just coming off of Grammy week, which was filled with its own surprises. Taylor announcing her album. Um, we have all these major albums coming like Ariana, Justin Timberlake. I saw Maggie Rogers name thrown into the mix and I was like, that's generous. Casey. Casey of course. 
And so there's a lot coming and it's going to be a very, very action packed first quarter. And so as a journalist, my instinct was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) At least it wasn't a whole album, Stephen. That was like that would have been another nightmare. That would have been the end of my (laughs) life. But as a fan, my reaction was excitement just because Beyonce is Beyonce. She is at the top of her game. She has consistently been at the top of her game. It's that Michelle Obama meme that's about Beyonce, like you consistently raise the bar for all of us. And so seeing her come through doing country music is a big risk. But if anybody's going to do a genre pivot and have it pay off, it's going to be Beyonce. And so I was excited to hear the music. Obviously, the announcement came first, the music came out, uh, trickled out a little later. Someone at Parkwood's getting fired for that, but <laughs> she really came through and delivered. It's we're getting the the Beyonce country album potentially, and it's exciting to witness her try new things and succeed. Yeah, I remember way back when the Renaissance was first announced, and it was announced it was coming in three parts. And there was an article somewhere that had talked about how one of them was quite like a country album, and that she had been collaborating with these folks making country music, and that got me so excited because it, it, it's such a left turn from Beyonce that we have known, like other than, I guess, daddy lessons. But what an exciting thing that she's going to conquer a new world. The prospect of like what this trilogy could mean is kind of mind-blowing to me like that was one thing that like solidified for me because I guess in my mind I was like on shaky ground because I was like all right the visuals didn't happen so there's like a world in which like Beyonce just kind of like pivots away from what she had planned like it seems to me that if something doesn't come together how she wants it like she's willing to abandon ship that's what like the whole experience with the renaissance act one visual thing spoke to to me I was like well maybe she's not doing this because I don't there had been scuttlebutt I think I can say this without getting in trouble there had been scuttlebutt originally when renaissance dropped that the three acts were all going to come within the span of a year and I had heard that like on decent authority so when it didn't happen I kind of thought all right well maybe she just didn't realize like how successful the renaissance era was going to be it was a huge success it made a bigger longer impact than maybe she thought it would and she maybe was just kind of like pivoting away from the three act idea more or less but obviously not and now I'm just thinking like there's a bigger story here like we thought renaissance was all about like the story of kind of gay black queer ballroom dance culture that we've talked about ad nauseum for the last year and a half but at the same time I now am thinking that this entire three-act project is going to tell a much bigger story or has the potential to tell a much bigger story than what we've even conceived of this far you know obviously the most obvious thing being potentially it is a story about a black artists reclaiming genres that have been white facing but were originally uh you know founded by black people seems to be like a theme that would link country and dance music together and whatever the third thing is going to be but i don't know like that's just totally theorizing but i have a feeling that there's some reason that these three albums are connected thematically and i'm now all in a fun like world in my in and of myself just kind of wondering like what the bigger story of these three acts is going to be i'm just thinking about all the content and media that could potentially come from this. Just the idea that she went on this record-shattering global tour. She made $579 million on it. That was just for the first album. And then she put out a movie that did extremely well and didn't have any music videos. So it's like, is Beyonce going to do another tour and then another concert movie? Could she potentially be holding out for the third album to drop an entire feature-length film that, you know, rivals 
Marvel's Killers of the Flower Moon or Lord, time, of, the, or or Lord like, of the Rings trilogy. But maybe she's saving the videos for one fell swoop at the end to tie a bow on it. I mean, the possibilities with her are, are really endless. Yes. So we've only had half of a day to consume these songs, but I want to chat about both of them. Let's maybe start off with Texas Hold'em. This ain't Texas. Credits here include Beyonce's longtime collaborator, Raphael Sadiq, also Killa B, who's worked with Ariana Grande, Usher, Summer Walker. The rest of the team, I have to say, as the Canadian on the call, is a bunch of Canadians and kind of, they're small folks. We've got lyrics from the Canadian musician Lowell, whose biggest credit to date are like Madison Beer, Fletcher, Tate McRae. She wrote Yuck for Charlie XCX. Like, this is somebody who Beyonce has plucked from the niche girl world. And then also, Canadian singer Bulo, I'm not sure the pronunciation, and Nathan Farrow, who has worked with Carly Rae Jepsen and was the lead singer for the band The Midway State. And interestingly to Louis, what you were poking at, the banjo here is played by Rihanna Giddens, who is this very prominent banjo and fiddle player, who is a Black biracial woman who has been doing a lot of sort of public education about the Black roots of the banjo as an instrument. So I think that we're getting some clues here from some of the, the folks going on. But this song itself it's a stomper what do you think of it Mm -hmm. it's a dance song it's a dance country song i feel like that was just a preview if you enjoyed that and you want to hear the rest of this episode plus weekly bonus episodes of this show and so many other perks go to patreon.com slash pop pantheon or click the link in the show notes of this episode